Welcome to Tee Up Logistics Insights, presented by iDrive Logistics and ShipCaddy. Our hosts take a deep dive into logistics, supply chain, and small parcel shipping with special emphasis on the landscape of the e-commerce industry and behind the scenes of the warehouses supporting the backbone of American business. Welcome, everybody, to Tee Up Logistics Insights. This is Jake Wertner. I'm Vice President at iDrive Logistics and uh, really excited today to go over part two of a podcast I did with Glenn Gooding, our president. Today, this podcast is going to supplement what Glenn and I spoke about a few weeks ago, and we're really going to dive deeper into some of the subjects, in particular around the retailers, what those major retailers are doing and what they did in Q4. So Glenn used a phrase on that podcast that I think just absolutely embodies the direction these retailers are headed. He said, they are controlling their own destiny. And so when you look at the shipping side or the final mile side for these retailers, really big household name companies, they're trying to control their own destiny so that they're no longer stuck relying on so many different third parties. And there's some reasons for that. And I'll get into that in just a minute here, but they want to control their own destiny and their consumers are expecting the best out of them as a retailer. And so they need to to keep that high performance there, make sure they're meeting the expectations of of their consumers. And therefore they need to better control their supply chain. If you're not familiar with how a supply chain works, it really starts with raw materials that goes to the supplier, who then goes to the manufacturer, then goes to the distributor, ultimately getting back to the retailer, and then the retailer has to get it to the end consumer, right? And so any retailer out there is controlling really two sides to the product. They're controlling the raw material side as it's created, manufactured, and brought inbound to their distribution centers. But then they're also having to control that final part of the supply chain, which is getting it to the consumer. That's done via what we call final mile. So most of the time, it's the small parcel or small package side. So you've got these retailers. They have to control both sides of this. We know, unless you've been under a rock the the last year and a half, you know that there's been major disruptions in the supply chain. Retailers are trying to control that. There's some things they've done to try to control that with ordering more inventory, holding on to the inventory longer ahead of their peak season, things like that. And then they have to get it out there and they're reliant on third-party carriers to deliver those packages. And there's also a lot of disruptions on that side. It's really complex for them to manage this process. So me personally, I'm obsessed with understanding how retailers are projecting consumer demands as well as meeting those demands, in particular around shipping and that final mile. It's just, I, I love to learn about it. I love to see which companies are cutting edge and getting ahead of the curve. And it's just something I'm fascinated with. When Glenn and I spoke here uh, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, we really talked a little bit about some of the small and medium-sized businesses and how they can navigate that with warehouse distribution, as well as maintaining carrier contracts that give you that flexibility. Today, I'm just going to be focusing on some of the larger retailers. So a few of the articles that I'll go into were ones that we touched on in the last podcast, but we're going to go a little bit deeper today. So first, I want to talk a little bit about DoorDash and and what they're doing. So when we talked about it, I felt like we were able to get the essence of it 
but we just didn't go into enough detail to really show how DoorDash is cutting edge and getting ahead of the market. So DoorDash announced early December that they were going to get into the final mile delivery for things outside of food. And they have this brand, Dash Mart, which is a, a virtual convenience store. They're going to start in some big markets, really expand into other markets, but they want to start getting into delivery for things outside of food. And that actually leads into them delivering packages. So part of this announcement, they said that they plan to eventually offer this service to retailers, not just getting your food, but to get it from retailers. They didn't name any retailers in their announcement, but you can expect that this is going to be a really big impact in the market. They've got this gig economy out there. I think this is something the market's been waiting for for a long time. And there's a lot of underutilized assets in the gig economy that retailers can now leverage through DoorDash. This is going to be a really big deal. And like I said, I think they're really in front of the market when it comes to that. Another big one was American Eagle. So American Eagle agreed to buy Quiet Logistics last year. And there's a great article on Supply Chain Dive. It's by Alejandra Salgado. She did a great job of getting into some of the details. But American Eagle, this wasn't their first acquisition in the logistics space. They've made multiple acquisitions. They've come out saying they're going to continue to make acquisitions in the logistics space. But the Quiet One, the Quiet Logistics was a really big acquisition. So they bought them for $350 million, and they said, we're buying them to really control our supply chain. Right now, Quiet Logistics is going to continue to operate independently with their fulfillment service and things like that, but they will be supporting American Eagle. So I want to read a quote from their CEO. So this is the CEO of American Eagle. He said, an important pillar of our strategy is transforming our supply chain to create greater agility, speed, and diversification. All things that Glenn and I talked about here last time on the podcast. Really, it comes down to control. And you're going you're gonna to realize that the retailers, what they are aiming for right now is control. Remember that quote that Glenn said? They are controlling their own destiny. They can no longer rely on all these different third parties. They need to have that control. So their COO, Michael Rempel, in their Q2 earnings last year said, we're very focused on controlling everything that we can. There's a lot within our control and supply chain transformation has been a huge focus for us. And they're not the only ones. We've seen it with other major retailers, Walmart. We've seen it with Nordstrom as well as many others that are trying to control their own destiny with supply chain. So one of the other big things during their September earnings call, their CEO said that their early investments, including some of their other prior acquisitions around supply chain and logistics, have already lowered their cost and generated efficiencies. And we could have told you that, right? So look in the market to see more and more retailers acquiring logistics companies and trying to take control on their logistics. So another big thing I want to talk about is Nordstrom and how they went through Q4. So Nordstrom came out and took on a strategy that they used in the past, and it's really called pack and hold inventory. And they did this for a couple of reasons, but the big reason was that they wanted to mitigate some of the supply chain risk. And so pack and hold inventory is essentially you're buying a lot more inventory and then you're holding it even ahead of maybe their seasons that they'll come out with some of these products in order to mitigate what's happening on the supply chain side where they could have lack of products or lack of raw materials and slowing down their whole process, right? 
And so essentially Nordstrom, they bought larger quantities of things that they were going to sell ahead of their seasons and held it back. They didn't deploy everything. And this pack and hold strategy is not just being utilized by Nordstrom. You know, Gap has done the same thing. A lot of these retailers are embracing this pack and hold. You know, it's interesting because retailers for recently, for the last few years, have always tried to focus on keeping less inventory or lean inventory, right? And then with all the supply chain issues, they've had to go back to this old model of, of ordering more, having more inventory on stock. So when you look at why they're doing this, right? They're doing this because of the supply chain issues, mitigating some of those risks. But then it's so important that they also control that final mile portion once they get the product in, that they can get it out to consumers efficiently. And that's part of why we, when we talked on this last podcast, we talked a little bit about what your network of warehouses should look like. And it really should reflect what your consumers expect and require, right? And so are you selling product that require you to have a two-day time in transit for them that once they order, they can expect to get it within two days? Or are they less concerned about that? And that really dictates how you want to build out your network around fulfillment. So a couple statistics, and you know I love statistics when it comes to shipping and logistics, but there were some statistics that came out around the delivery experience last year. And, you know, there's different statistics that are out there and and there's a range. But from what we found, between 74 and 83% of packages were delivered on time for the entire year of 2021. And that's a lot lower than the historical norm. And that includes multiple carriers with different service levels and expectations, things like that. But that's a pretty low amount. And so you put yourself in the shoes of a retailer and you have a, a really high end brand. And the expectation is that it's going to be there within two days. And let's say that one in every five packages doesn't make it there. Well, you got to look at what is the cost, not just the shipping cost, but the brand cost. Are you losing brand awareness? Are you losing your loyal customers because you're not meeting their needs? Or more than anything, if you set the expectation as a retailer and you're not meeting that expectation, well, you, you have a, an increased likelihood of losing that customer base. And going along with that, some of the other statistics, you know, 94% of consumers say that they expect companies to let them know of any delay, right? Weather related, supply chain issues, whatever it is that you're going to let them know that. And I think that the number of companies that are actually doing that is very low. Same with when it comes to back orders, you know, 79% of customers surveyed, and this is a, a survey done in 2021. They want to know about anything with back orders. Now, I just bought something for my brother. They got a new house and we wanted to get them something really nice. And so I bought him a grill. And that company that we bought it from, I won't name them on this call, but they did a phenomenal job when it came to the expectations. I figured that they were having some supply chain disruption with what they were manufacturing. And they let me know before I even checked out, hey, due to COVID-19 supply chain disruptions, this is going to be delayed. This will probably not ship until these dates. And uh, with that expectation up front, I felt assured my expectation. Okay, great. Here we are. It's going to be a little bit longer than I wanted for my brother, but you know, it's still going to get there and they're aware of it as opposed to not hearing anything and then having to check back. You know, there's a lot of statistics around there around how many times consumers check tracking numbers and the progress of their shipment. 
And so if you can imagine that, and if you're not communicating any delays up front, you're going to have a really unhappy customer base. And so going back to the control side, these retailers, they can no longer rely on so many third parties. They really need to control that process from beginning to end. It's a a matter of them keeping customers, setting right expectations, not having to rely on somebody else to set the expectations, but expectations that they can set themselves. There's also things that have happened over the years. You know, Amazon came out with that two-day service and boy, does that phrase get used over and over. I think it's overkill. We talk about it too much, but the reason we talk about it is because it really did change what consumers' expectations were. And so now you have all these retailers that have had to match that service. And it's really difficult to match that service unless you can control a lot of that supply chain, including that final mile. To bring it back to the goals of these retailers and why they're taking over their final mile. First is speed, right? They want to be able to control the speed. And if they control the locations and they're close enough to their customer base, then it's a lot easier for them to control their speed. They also want that transparency and flexibility. So they want to have data to help them make better informed decisions. And there's no better way to have data to make better decisions than having your own data from your own experience. And that data is so important as you're trying to build out multiple distribution set models or achieving same day or next day delivery. If you remember on the last podcast, I talked about the sweats I ordered and how they got their same day. I'm so excited to see how the industry progresses to the point where we're getting these same day deliveries for non-essential items such as sweatpants, right? The biggest thing, as I mentioned, was control. They really need to have more control around delivery, the experience around the delivery. They need to be able to tailor that delivery experience based on who the consumer is. They need to be able to control that inventory and different delivery options. There's a lot of flexibility on the delivery side if you maintain multiple distribution centers that are your own distribution centers or if you have your own fleet of trucks. And that's really what some of the retailers have. You can also overcome some potential carrier issues. You're not going to overcome all carrier issues, but you are going to be able to overcome some of those issues as you have control. Some other areas of control is overcoming some of the labor shortages. We know that unemployment is very low. Companies are fighting for skilled workers all over the place, having to throw a lot more money at these workers. And then there's other things that you can control as well. So there's a lot of automation and robotic innovations out there right now, and those can help with efficiency, but also with some of the labor constraints that are out there. I recently saw a demo, and this particular product did the work of two full-time employees, but at the cost of one. And so you can see how there's a lot of savings there on the hourly side, but the other part is that robots can work all night long if you needed them to, right? And so now you can start operating at higher capacity and really get ahead of things. You know, there's a difficulty of hiring people right now. You know, some employees aren't showing up for work. I think that's always been around. I think it's a little bit more heightened right now with what's happening with a lot of the illnesses that are going around the world. But using automation and robotics can help alleviate a lot of those constraints. And by owning your own supply chain and your final mile, you get to control some of those things and and what type of innovation and automation is used. Really, when you look at what are these retailers trying to do, they are trying to control the process as much as they can. 
They're trying to maintain this control for cost as well as the consumer expectation and making sure that they're meeting their consumer's expectations. So really felt like today it was great to really talk about some of these big retailers, DoorDash, American Eagle, Nordstrom, Gap a little bit, and and some of the things that they did in Q4 to really be in front of the market. This is not going to stop with what they did in Q4. We are going to continue to see more and more retailers try to control all aspects of the supply chain for the reasons that I mentioned. So thank you so much for joining me today. Hopefully this was beneficial. I love doing the podcast. This is really fun for me to talk about logistics. I'm very passionate about it. I think what we're seeing out there in the market is just so exciting. And we're just going to continue to see lots of innovation in this space. Make sure to follow us on LinkedIn under iDrive Logistics and talk to you soon. 